Welcome to uh, today's Sports Report, a presentation of the new Dogs on Demand, your complete source for UGA football, uh, uh, UGA sports on Facebook and Instagram. And we have with us a very familiar face, a good friend of ours, Rusty Manziel. Okay, Rusty, let me run down the list here of what we got. Recruiting analyst at CBS Sports, Georgia writer for 247sports.com, color analyst for Peachtree TV high school football games, but more importantly, your daughter is yeah. like a hit. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, are you a little afraid she's going to outdistance you in this business? I am Kaylee Mansell's dad. Uh, <laughs> that is for sure. I get so many texts. They're like, dude, she's going to take your job. I'm like, I still got to pay for her wedding. So she don't want to run me off too quick. There you go. Well, she, uh, you know, I am, I am, I know how proud you are of her, mm -hmm. but I, I'm very proud of her as well. Thank you. As uh, she and that's her dream, right? To, yeah, she, to uh, be mm -hmm. on the sidelines and uh, to be in sports, yeah. uh, just mm -hmm. like Dad, right? Yeah, she's loved it since she was little. I got a video of her one day. I'll show it. I think she was three, and she named off all of the SEC teams except for Mississippi State. But uh, <laughs> you know, just funny to watch her say it, little chubby cheeks. And I've, I've saved that video for one one day, especially hopefully. There you go. Well, when she's on uh, the sidelines for Fox Sports, you can. Or ESPN, you can yeah. uh, you can bring it out. Definitely. All right, Rusty. So here we are. We're a couple of days away from uh, the big game, uh, Oregon and Georgia, the Chick Fil A kickoff game. You know, I was thinking about this time last year. Uh, we were in great commiseration over what was Georgia going to do against Clemson. You know, and yeah. I, in fact, Ooh. I went back the other day and kind of watched that program that we had you on when we were talking about Clemson. And uh, you know, I learned how to uh, pronounce Uangalele. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and we were talking about Georgia and Clemson and JT Daniels being a Heisman uh, Trophy candidate and that kind of thing. Yeah. Who knew the season last year would turn out the oh. way it did? Uh, it turned out the way we wanted it to turn out. Uh, Georgia winning that game against Clemson last year, obviously, and then uh, going on to win the national championship. You can still Crazy. kind of pinch yourself, Crazy. you know, uh, when you say that. But here we are. Uh, Oregon's coming to town. Oregon, uh, you know, a top 20 team, I think number 11 uh, in one of the rankings I saw recently. Taking on Georgia this coming Saturday, 3.30, uh, 3.30 p.m. at uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, that building behind us there. So, uh, you know, we're getting closer. I know you've done a lot of analyzing on this game. You've been on, uh, you know, a lot of programs talking about this game. So what do you think? Uh, I saw where you predicted Georgia would win 31-20. So yeah. are you going to stick with that? Uh, what, do you, what do you think about this game coming up? You know, that was earlier in August, and, and, uh, and I stick by that. I'm, I'm changed it this morning. I had to make another prediction this morning. I went 34-17. And um, I certainly think, Chris, the game within the game, how much Dan Lanning is familiar with Georgia. I mean, he knows Todd Munkin's offense. Obviously, he went against it every day. He knows how Kirby Smart, Glenn Schumann, and Will Muschamp think defensively against um, personnel grouping. So there's a ton of game within the game. Oh, by the way, Mike Bobo coached Bo Nix. He was offense coordinator at Auburn. So right. there's so many game within the game on this. I'm, I'm interested in watching. So – the more I dug into this, I think Oregon, you know, they, they're replacing a good bit. You know, they got two new running backs or transfer portals. Not really know a ton about them. They do have five returning offensive linemen, which yeah. is a which is a plus. I, I tell you the one area, if I'm an Oregon fan, the one area I'm concerned with, they, they got four new secondary guys. They lost their best cover guy in the spring. Uh, Dante Manning, a kid Georgia recruited really hard and didn't get. So 
you know, when you start talking about matchups and having to play Brock Powers and A.D. Mitchell and Darnell Washington and Lam McConkie and all these guys with a quarterback that's about to be, oh, by the way, Stetson's about to turn 25 in a month. Uh, he's got a lot of experience. So that would worry me. And the matchup I think Georgia can exploit the most is probably on that back end of those inexperienced Oregon defenders. Yeah, you, you know, I – I'm I'm a, a shade tree prognosticator myself. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible at it, you know. Yeah, Las yeah. Vegas does not call me when uh, yeah. you know I do my prognostications, but I I have uh, you know I have Georgia winning the game 35-7, okay. and I, you know I know that may be a little on the high side for Georgia. I don't know, but I, I just I, I think Georgia has the better team, and my reasoning yeah. was Georgia just has the better team. Yeah. Also, the second reason why maybe I, I have that score. Or you know the game uh, at, at that uh, particular score is the fact that Oregon is traveling. Now I know they travel. I you know they went to Ohio State last year and beat Ohio State in the second game of the season. Yep. Uh, you know they're they're traveling uh, from Oregon to Georgia. Basically, it's a home game for the University of Georgia. I know there's going to be you know kind of even crowd, I suppose, in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And then Dan Lanning's first uh, game as a, as a head coach. When you're the head man, it's a lot different. Oh, I don't know. I, am I too far off? Is that too optimistic no, uh, for no, Georgia? No. What do you think? No, very well could. You know, what I have found in the past, you have some crazy things. For example, Georgia has a pick six, Chris Smith, last year in the Clemson game. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have some things like that handled. My experience uh, doing, even on the high school level, is early in the season, a lot of penalties and special teams blunders. You know, kind of a mistake here or there. So that could cost you, um, you know, I don't know that I've heard Georgia's special teams has been a real strong point in August. That could be an area of a concern early on. So, uh, you know, th- those things, I could see it 35-7. I could see it, you know, way I got it 34-17, maybe a late score or something, field goal here or there. But uh, certainly on paper, uh, I like Georgia. And I like a lot of those reasons you said. I don't care what you say. That's a long way to come yeah. and, and play. You know, they'll probably fly in early Friday morning. They may even fly in tonight. Uh, but still a change in time. Uh, it's a big turnover, and I can tell you right now that place will be 80-20 Georgia fans uh, minimum on, on Saturday. So uh, what are you hearing from Georgia? Any concerns with injuries? I know Kenny McIntosh uh, mm-hmm. nicked up a little bit, banged up a little bit. He seems to be okay. Mm-hmm. Any concerns with injuries uh, as we get into this game? Nothing major that's happened the last couple of weeks. You know, obviously they kind of rested Tate Rattledge a little bit through camp. Uh, Turf toe, you're talking about a 6'7", 330-pound man. Uh, Turto's pretty pretty significant now. I think they they've rested him, got him ready. Uh, you know, some normal nicks and bruises. I think losing Andrew Paul kind of was a, was a rough spot. You know, that freshman running back had come on and and really had a couple of flashed a couple of good times. So right now, everything I'm hearing uh, that everybody's good to go. Uh, you know, what we reported last week, week and a half. So you know, nothing nothing changes right now. I think Georgia's in pretty good shape coming out of camp and uh, heading to his first game. Uh, what about Bo Nix? I mean, Georgia has played Bo Nix, uh, and Georgia has had pretty good success against Bo. But there are times when Bo Nix can be a hand a hard, handful to handle. You know, he 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 can run on you, he can throw on you. Uh, of course, obviously now he's with Oregon. Mm-hmm. I, you know that that's kind of a weird thing, isn't it? Uh, that he goes from Auburn to Oregon, and now here he comes back to play against Georgia. Crazy. Uh, Bonex is a talented guy. I, does Georgia, I, I, are they going to have trouble containing him? What do you think? That's what worries you. I mean, Bo Nix is, is a lot faster than people think, um, stronger. 
you look at Kenny Dillingham, and when Kenny Dillingham, the Oregon offensive coordinator, was at Auburn, he had a lot of stuff for Bo Nix that that worked, and they reunited. You know, right here, this is a, this is kind of a you know something that you're going to watch because I can tell you right now that every play you have to account for Bo Nix. Now Georgia's played him; they've you know had success against him. He's hurt him a couple of times, but uh, you know, can he control those turnovers? Uh, that seem to hurt him a little bit, one or two a game. He'll force a ball, those types of things. But Bo Nix, you can rest assured that George is very aware of how athletic he is. Mike Bobo coached him at Auburn. Uh, he was the OC there. So he's very aware of what his strengths and what particular gave him problems at times, uh, you know, under Mike Bobo. So I feel like they're going to have a really good scouting report on Bo Nix, but you want to see what Kenny Dillingham does with him and how he's able to maybe get Bo Nix to that next level. We'll find out. But I know Georgia – will respect him, and I guarantee you they understand the speed he's got. You know, I was told a couple of times at Auburn that he had 22 on the GPS, and that would be that would be a top eight or nine uh, player on the University of Georgia speed wise. Wow, uh, good deal. Now Stetson Bennett, of course, here we, Stetson doesn't have to worry about not being the starting quarterback. He is the starting quarterback. Yep. It, it's it's still kind of amazing to me that that with the success that Stetson has had, he still I think doesn't get the credit. That he deserves. No, he, he's no. still, you know, you see these lists of the top quarterbacks in the SEC, and Stetson's way down there. They look like 10 on the list. And you, you ask yourself now, are there really nine better quarterbacks in the SEC than Stetson Bennett? And then I think I saw one where he was like the 45th best, you know, mm-hmm. uh, quarterback in the country. Uh, what What is it when people look at Stetson Bennett with the great success he has and has had uh, – why don't why why don't people buy in with Stetson Bennett? We we've bought in with him. He's our man. Yeah, what yeah. what's the problem? What's the trouble? They just the, the walk on part. I think people really you know the walk on part and you know there's times he'll turn the ball over a little bit. You know you know the Alabama game last year, the Florida game, he threw a pick in the red zone. You know a couple of things like that you wish you could have back. And you know this kid has dealt with this man. This kid has dealt with this since high school. This is nothing new to him. I mean, this kid, the way he's programmed. I, I said it this morning, Chris. All you need to know about him is when you watch that national championship game, and obviously it was well documented. You know him crying on the sideline, but watch who goes to him. The first person that grabs him is Zamir White, and Zamir White's hugging, and he is having a moment with him. And then Broderick Jones is sitting there talking to him, and he's pointing at him. And then you hear Kiaris Jackson after the game saying, nobody believed in you. Nobody believed in you. We did. Yeah. This kid has the locker room. That's all that matters. At the end of the day, that team in Athens is going to try out there with Stetson Bennett. And those 85 kids on that team know he's their guy. Yeah. And uh, I like his new haircut, too. I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> little buzz, little buzz cut. Yeah. Got, him a, got him a GI cut, man. Yeah, yeah, like my, yeah. when, back yeah. when I had hair, when I was young, <laughs> yeah. my, my, my dad really loved our local barber. And so to have an excuse to go visit the barber, he oh, would take man. me constantly to see the oh, barber, his man. fishing buddy, and I would get oh. a GI. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you got that high, you kept that high and tight, didn't you? Yes, sir. <laughs> and I tell you, when you wear a haircut like that, you mean business. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's, yep. it's a sign you mean business. Yeah. Uh, you know, I looked over some of the uh, predictions you made. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks back uh, for Georgia and, and you predicted the games. And obviously that's a lot of fun, you know, to look and say, well, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Somebody, I shared it with, uh, you know, some folks and somebody asked me, he says, you know, he said, well, you know, I love Rusty, but he has no shutouts for Georgia. 
Uh, you know, he, hard, and he has, he has Tennessee scoring 27 points and Mississippi State scoring 23 points. Uh, does he not think that our defense is going to be a, an elite defense? And I said, well, I tell you what, next time I, I talk to him, mm -hmm. I'll ask him. Uh, you know, Georgia had some shutouts last year. Mm -hmm. Obviously a generational defense for the University of Georgia last year. Do you think there's going to be a lot of drop-off? Obviously, they will be. I mean, you can't have that kind of defense two yeah. years in a row with the turnover you've had for Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. So um, is, there going to, is there going to be a, a, a lot of drop-off, you think, on uh, the defensive side for Georgia? Uh, what do you think as you I, look at this? Experience-wise, it'll be a ton of drop-off. I mean, it's just it's not like they're not replacing guys. I mean, take 2019, they lost Monty Rice and Tate Crowder inside backer. And I remember thinking, man, they lost two – two guys that played a ton of snaps. Well, they replaced them with Quay Walker, Channing Tindall, and N'Kobe Dean. Yeah, in the you NFL know, now. Those are all major league NFL guys, but it took them a little bit. So they're, you know, now they lose Tindall, Quay Walker, and N'Kobe Dean. And not only did you lose those guys, you lost leaders in the locker room. Right. So, you know, I just think with that, I think Georgia fans, you know, Georgia was the most suffocating defense that I think I've ever witnessed, you know, kind of in my time. Like if you got up 14, it was over. Like Kirby Smart would literally, and I don't mean this in this way, but defensively he would choke you out. He would suffocate you into saying, we got we got to get a, a point here or we're not going to score. This game's over. I and mean, they would three and out you to death. So I think if you look, let's take those two games, for example. And I, I would t ask that person this. Tennessee's in their second year under Josh Heupel. They got a very talented quarterback returning. They were giving Georgia fits at times last year, and they were the one team that really kind of, you know, Georgia closed that thing off. But there was a time in that game it was really, really close, and they were giving Georgia problems. Mississippi State has 17 returning starters. Oh, by the way, they have a very good quarterback coming back. And you go to Starkville. You know, it's just hard to shut teams like that out and down. You got to outscore them, and you got to get your breaks. But Maybe it's a little much, but to say that George is going to have a bunch of shutouts, I would be surprised. I do think they're going to have a very talented defense, and they're replacing guys with NFL guys. It just takes a minute to get that going, uh, and I think as the year goes on, George is going to be hard to deal with defensively. Early on, I think I'll find a way to score some points. Yeah, well, what about freshmen? Uh, do you see any if freshmen offensively or defensively for Georgia – that will have an impact. Uh, some new faces, uh, you know, Brock Bowers came out of nowhere last yeah, year and yeah. All-American. So it, it, what do you think about that? Any new faces that uh, we're going to really focus on offensively or defensively for Georgia? Two guys real quick. Malachi Starks, he was a five-star at Jefferson High School, and Michael Williams, who was a yeah. five-star at Columbus, Georgia. And they play critical positions. Now, when I say that, Michael Williams can rush the passer. Uh, he's an athletic guy. Gets a lot of comparisons to Trayvon Walker. And I said that long ago, like, character-wise, this kid reminds me of Trayvon. I covered Trayvon from 10th grade on. Uh, I did Trayvon's commitment on TV. I know his family was. Dad was a Marine. Uh, I, I know what type of DNA that, that Trayvon Walker is. He's cut from that same claw that Michael Williams is. Loves football. Works hard. Could care less about things outside of football. He is focused on getting his craft and getting after people. I'm telling you right now, he's not going to start Saturday, but whoever's in front of him, they're going to have their hands full all year because this kid is not going to let off the gas. Uh, Malachi starts. Georgia doesn't have anybody in the secondary like him. Now, Keaton Ringo plays corner, and Keaton Ringo is that guy on the edge, but you look in the back end, 
there's nobody in that room. Now it's going to take him a little bit because he's a true freshman. But you're talking about a guy that's six foot two, 200, 200 pounds. Uh, he's a 10, 500 meters, a 24-7 long jumper, which is insane at his size. Um, as the year goes on, Georgia's got a guy that is going to be a difference maker in the back end, and that is hard to find. So you got a pass rusher, and you got defense. You got deep. Now, you can get picky with Georgia, and I think they really did a good job with their pass rush, protecting their back end last year because they didn't have guys that could run. William Poole, not a burner. Chris Smith, not a burner. Dan Jackson, very good player, uh, not really a big body safety type. That's what I mean. When this guy entered the, the building, he helped that room immediately. Yeah. So I, you know, as I, I look over your look over your predictions, so you you think uh, probably Mississippi State's going to be the biggest challenge for Georgia simply because you're in Starkville. Yeah, and you're coming off the Tennessee, Florida. You're coming yeah. off two. You're coming off two emotional games, mm-hmm. and defensively, Mississippi State stresses you so much in the passing game because you have to be patient. You can't sit there and Mississippi State gave Georgia fits two years ago in Athens. I mean, they gave Georgia fits. And uh, so, listen, I'm not predicting a, a, a loss there, but I'm telling you right now, that game, where it is, that would worry me uh, with a young, young defensive team. So we'll see where Georgia is coming off those and how banged up they are. But, man, they got a quarterback. That, that guy can sling it over there. And I think he – not this year, but next year – He'll be getting all the NFL accolades. People talking about him in the draft, right? Uh, you know, and we, you know, as a Georgia fan, we need a blowout <laughs> every now and then to relieve the stress. And of course, you got you know, you got Samford out there, and you got Kent State. And, yeah, you know, and hey, what about Vanderbilt? You know, my second favorite mm-hmm. SEC team is Vanderbilt. You know, I'm a Vanderbilt Commodore kind of guy. Yeah. They took out Hawaii, and I was Killed looking them. at their schedule. They're playing Elon College. They should win that game. Then they're going to take on Wake Forest. They got a good shot to win that game. Yeah. They may beat Northern Illinois. They could go into the Alabama game 4-0. and So go Commodores, right? Well, that's not going to matter against Alabama. But <laughs> the first four games, and I got a really good friend, Barton Simmons, used to work 24-7. He's a general manager there. Uh, he played high school football with Clark Lee. They're really tight. And Clark Lee hired him uh, kind of to run the recruiting for them. So I'm excited for them. Uh, I love the city of Nashville. I think that place is is booming. And, uh, you know, it's great for Vanderbilt to have, you know, some success. I mean, they just, they've been through such a tough time uh, in the SEC. And uh, to find this and win and be 2 and because I watched the Hawaii game. Hawaii comes right down the field, 7 to nothing. I went, oh, my goodness, here we go. And, you know, kind of went three and out. I go to bed, it's like 14 to 7. And I thought, well, maybe Vandy holds on and, I wake up next morning and find out Vandy dropped 63 on them. So uh, I'm sure that was a lot easier flight back after that win for the Commodores. And it's a tough assignment to play your first game in Hawaii. They were there for eight days. Yeah. How did you How did you keep your kids' concentration on the game when you're in Hawaii? Well, unfortunately, they lost two. So two, yeah. were just, two were dismissed from the team last night for their behavior in Hawaii. So... You hate to hear that. You hate to hear those things, but they are college kids. They're out there for eight days, and uh, but at the end of the day, they came back with a W. Seemed to be healthy and uh, root for those guys as well. And uh, kudos to Coach Lee for taking that step and saying Absolutely. we're not going to tolerate this. And oh yeah, you know, oh yeah, gone. You're gonna, I mean, you're going to behave. Players, two yeah. two freshmen that were highly recruited now. Yeah, um, those two kids are no longer in that program. Isn't that something?
Well, of course, uh, the you know the kickoff for I guess week one they call it. Last week was week zero. This is week one. Is uh, is tonight? You got uh, what? Uh, Purdue and uh, Penn State. West Virginia, Pitt. This yeah. is JT, Dan JT Daniels. Yeah, um, got some interesting Tennessee games. Tennessee Ball State. Yep. Mm -hmm. I West thought we'd Virginia. look over quickly the uh, SEC schedule and get your um, opinion on some of these. Ball State at Tennessee. Uh, that's on the, you know, that's, what is that? that that's uh, tonight SEC, as well, yeah. isn't it? On the you know, SEC I, Yeah, I, you know, I looked at that, and obviously I think Tennessee's going to win that game. But right. Tennessee has struggled in early season games. Go back, Georgia State beat them. Uh, I mean, they, they've had some games, and this is a different staff, I know, but they've had some games where, you know, they've started on some Thursday nights and, and made some games a lot closer than they should be. So that would be worth tuning in just to see how they handle that. And they're getting a lot of pats on the back uh, from people about how good a season they had last year. And, you know, Tennessee fans are, I mean, they're, they're ready to roll. So we'll see tonight with that thing. And, uh, uh, but I'm, I'm interested in watching JT Daniel versus Pittsburgh. Yeah. That'll be great. Uh, that, yep. uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I hope JT has a great season. Absolutely. I really do. He's a good, yep. he's a good guy, quality guy, yep. great teammate. Uh, yep. And so I hope he has a quality season. Louisiana Tech takes on uh, Missouri. That'll be tonight as well on ESPNU. Um, what do you think about Missouri? Uh, any, anything there in Columbia? Just uh, um, no. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I not yet. I want to see some things out of Missouri. I know Luther Burden. They got a wide receiver that Georgia. I mean, they, I mean Georgia went after him, and and, and you start talking about play, game changing playmaker. Uh, Georgia would love to have him, but so interesting to see how he does early on. Yeah. Uh, then you have uh, Sam Houston at Texas A and M on the SEC Network. And that is uh, on Saturday, uh, Georgia, Oregon, obviously. Cincinnati at Arkansas on uh, on Saturday at 3.30. That'll be a kind of an interesting game. Uh, Cincinnati traveling to Arkansas. I'm, I'm anxious to see uh, what the Razorbacks are going to look like the, yeah, this yeah. year. You're talking about deep now. Now, listen, they, they have a better team this year. They have a better team than last year. But they also got a crazy hard schedule. Yeah. So we'll see how that game goes. I mean, if they beat Ole Miss last year on that two-point play, they win 10 games. Yeah. I mean, they they beat Texas A&M. They beat LSU. They beat Mississippi State. The only team that ran them out of the building was Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. They put 34 on Alabama. Yeah. And Alabama comes there this year. Right. So, you know, Arkansas, I'm interested in seeing them. You know, they won't catch anybody off guard ever again now with Sam Pittman. So um, this is a big game for them. Uh, you got Troy at uh, Ole Miss. That's all. <laughs> that, that'll be a yeah. lot of fun. Saturday at four o'clock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a very interesting game. Uh, then Saturday night, seven p.m. on ESPN. Utah at Florida. Uh, Utah's a uh, number seventh ranked team in the country coming into Gainesville. Uh, Utah, I think, is like what a four point favorite or something in mm -hmm. that game. Yeah. That that should be a good game, and uh, it'll be a good uh, test for the uh, Gators and Billy Napier. What What yeah. do you think about that? Game? I mean, if they can survive the heat, I mean, yeah. from what I understand, Utah's been practicing indoor with the heat on in their indoor facility, trying to prepare. I think they came down today as well, so they're going to have two full days in Florida to, to, for that humidity. But they're better on paper, but man, it's it's going to be tough in that swamp. You know, there's going to be some extra juice down there. Billy Napier's first game. Uh, that will be a fun game to watch. Yeah. Uh, some of the other games, uh, you got Georgia State at South Carolina. Uh, Georgia State's not a bad program. No, 17, return, 17 return starters. Uh, and they had a pretty good year last year. Yeah. yeah. Could there so, be a chance for a surprise in I Columbia? Think, 
I mean, uh, the, and you throw in Sean Elliott, who was it? You know, who was there? I'm telling you right now, I don't bet. Um, but if I was a betting man, that 13 and a half in Georgia State is very attractive to me. Yeah, yeah, uh, interesting game. Florida State at LSU. Now, Florida State beat Duquesne, and you would think that some of the fans from Florida State <laughs> thought they had beaten the Green Bay Packers or something, yeah, you know, yeah, but they're yeah. so hungry to get back to uh, what yeah. they used to be. So, mm. that'll be an interesting game, Florida State at LSU, down at the Swamp. Uh, what do you think? That's actually in New Orleans. Uh, oh, it's in New Orleans. That's right. It's yeah, super, super, super dome. So, you know, for me, personnel-wise, LSU is a much better team. There's a lot of unknown variables, new coach. Who's going to play quarterbacks? Jaden Daniels, the Arizona State transfer for LSU. Um, I think personnel-wise, LSU is a much better team, but there's still a lot of unknown. This is one of those games you'll be able to tell a lot. Is Florida State taking steps forward, or is Mike Norvell one step closer out the door? Yeah, a lot of pressure on Norvell this year. Yeah. And uh, Saturday at 7.30 on the SEC Network, you have Utah State at Alabama Mm. Alabama's so loaded. Oh, my yeah. word. I looked they're over loaded. their roster. They're, and just, they're, loaded. they're loaded. Oh, man. They are so loaded. Don't know yeah. really anything about much about Utah no. State. It, it should be matter. a blowout. It, don't, it, don't matter. it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. Gosh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Alabama is just, uh, wow. <laughs> no. they, are, yes. they are so loaded. And, you know, last year we were talking about how Georgia needed to beat Alabama in Mercedes-Benz behind we us. Talk, we talked about it. It didn't happen. Still didn't uh, but happen. they did go on to win in Indianapolis. Yep. Uh, that's still oh, that's still the next step for Georgia. They got. I mean, they beat Alabama. They kind of slayed the dragon, so to speak. But they got to slay them in that building and get yep. that off of them. And you know, who knows? It could be another rematch again in December. There. Oh man. You know, I'm, mm. I'll be a nervous wreck when this season is <laughs> over. That's the way I am. You know. Uh, quickly, let's look over the recruiting rankings for uh, 2023. Uh, 247 Sports, you guys have Alabama, number one, with a recruiting class. Texas, number two. Georgia, number three. A big uh, pickup with uh, the offensive lineman from uh, South Carolina, uh, right? Uh, as, you, as, you, as you look in the um, queue for Georgia, uh, do you see some major pickups coming for the Bulldogs, maybe? You know, it's, I don't want to sound like a homer, and, and but – Right now, people, there, there's some positions you need to feel. I mean, Georgia got to have some game changers at wide receiver, and right now they're not getting that. Um, but as far as an overall picture of Kirby Smart recruiting, you don't have to worry about it. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get. Now they're not gonna win every battle, and that's what Georgia fans want to do. Now I get it. Uh, but the key position right now, after getting Monroe Freeland, uh, they needed him. They needed that extra tackle in this class. But they got to get some game changers and wide receiver. And, and you know, Brian McClendon comes in his first year. Um, you know, I, I still said this last week. Brian McClendon is the right guy for this job. And I firmly believe that. And I think he's going to get it done. It's going to take some time. They've got to get some playmakers. Uh, that's what separates Ohio State and Georgia right now. And in, in, in kind of rosters are those two rooms. Yeah. Uh, then you guys have Notre Dame, number four, Oklahoma, five, Ohio State, six. LSU seven, uh, Clemson number eight, uh, Miami nine, and Florida number ten. So, uh, you know, there you go. You, you you have the usual suspects back again at the top of the, uh, you know, the rankings: uh, Alabama, Texas, and Georgia. Um, uh, what about you know a, a lot of and we'll close with this: a lot of discussion about you know the uh, quarterback recruiting for Georgia. 
Mm-hmm. Any shot at picking up a quarterback in 2023? A quarterback room for Georgia is fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, but, you know, any any possibility of picking up a quarterback in 2023? Let me say this real quick before I jump on this next one. The transfer portal has changed quarterback recruiting. So I don't know what Georgia's room will look like in December. I mean, that, I mean, that's just – I'm not trying to put people in panic mode, but somebody's going to leave. It, that's just that's just the, the number of it. And somebody will leave, and then what does that do for the Georgia job? If they don't get a, class, a guy in 23, does it make it look more, uh, you know, attractive for a 23 transfer? So quarterback recruiting or transfer portal, it is hard to predict now. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I saw uh, th- there were four colleges, four major colleges – who did not have anybody to come into their program through the transfer portal, Army, Navy, Air Force, and Georgia. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> this year. This year. Yeah, this year. Yeah, this yeah. year. Well, yeah. Rusty, it has been so good to have you with us today. And Thank I you. know you're a busy man. And, uh, you know, we'll be talking to you again soon. And yeah. uh, just keep it going, uh, okay? And uh, thank yeah. you for being with us. Tell you, son, I said hello. And I'll see you guys soon, I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you.